when I started thinking about the project, I obviously had, you know, instinctive ideas about the kinds of things I thought music to accompany sleeping should do. And I think we probably all have a sense of the kind of obvious things, not too loud, not too fast, not too jumpy, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was sort of started writing the material and then I thought, well, neuroscience has been uncovering a lot of what's going on in the sleeping mind over the last few years, really quite recently. So I should really just check into this and make sure that what I'm doing isn't in some way missing something or is sort of, you know, in some way destructive of the sleeping process. So I called up David Eagleman, who, you know, I'd known for quite a while because actually we wrote an opera together for Covent Garden a few years ago. And we just talked through the processes uh, that the sleeping mind goes through, which parts of sleep are receptive to sound, and the sort of cognitive processes that can be influenced by sound, by music, uh, while people are sleeping. For me, just to kind of get a handle on some of the things that I'd like to do uh, musically, just from a scientific standpoint. Was there a process of you writing material and then going to David and asking him how, about how this might affect the brain? Um, I didn't specifically do that because I wanted to try and keep the writing process in my brain. I'm very cautious about let, letting things out in any sort of a way before they're kind of done. I'm a very suggestible person, I think. So I, I tend to get sort of, people will say, they'll hear something and they'll say, oh, da, 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 and suddenly like I have to rewrite the whole piece. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not very good at that kind of thing. But what was very useful was I wanted to work with a lot of very low frequencies, which is a bit of a characteristic of my work anyway. But I wanted to sort of investigate how that could be used or not used in this project. And actually, it turns out that people have been doing some research specifically with low frequency, repetitive sounds. And these can be used to foster a specific part of the sleeping cycle, which is to do with information processing and storage and consolidation. And actually, it uh, can be very beneficial for those kinds of things which are associated with learning. It was like a sort of, you know, green light to go ahead and do what I wanted to do compositionally anyway. They're social rituals, really. You know, we have a concert hall, and there are certain ways of behaving in a concert hall. The music is performed in a certain way. It's a social experience, a social ritual. And one of the things I wanted to do with sleep, and, and in a sense this sort of just carries on from my previous work, is I wanted to just keep asking questions about, you know, is that the only way we can have music performance, and why is it like this? In the case of sleep, you know, I've sort of taken it 
to an extreme and really shuffled the whole deck in terms of what happens. So, you know, the audience, they come along and they go to bed. Uh, <laughs> and um, then we, uh, you know, we play straight through the night. You know, we start at midnight and we finish around eight. What is it like playing in front of a sleeping audience? It's been really, really interesting. Um, and the performances we've done so far have been quite varied, but probably most people sleep most of the night. And some people obviously, you know, uh, they're awake and they're listening. Some people sleep the whole of the way through. Probably most people do sort of, they sleep most of the night and then they're awake a little bit uh, from time to time. And that's been really, really interesting. But music performance is normally about projecting the material, trying to really reach out and communicate and connect to the audience and all of this. But in this case, of course, they're all, they're all lying down with their eyes closed. So that whole aspect of it is sort of taken away. Um, and it feels much more like we are accompanying something that's happening in the room, this sleeping process. And it's, it feels like a, a tremendous act of sort of trust, really, from the audience to let us into that, you know, which is a very personal and private and intimate situation. So it's, it's really completely different from any sort of other uh, music performance I've been involved with. I imagine that, that it would have quite an impact on, on the way that you feel as well when you perform. Absolutely. It's completely different. Completely different. If somebody's sleeping in the house, you know, you just are a bit, you're quiet. You, know, you sort of tiptoe around the place and, and you, you feel a bit like that as a performer. I mean, we've had all, all, all the sort of drama and a anything like that is just sort of completely taken out of the performance.